was a good pre-production meeting, guys. Yes, I, I enjoyed yeah, it. That was real solid. Yeah, the, the, the solidest. All right, here we go. <laughs> the solidest. <laughs> <laughs> Should we keep this as like pre-roll or? Yeah, just, yeah, just soft open. <laughs> just like, just like <laughs> Welcome to the Solidus Podcast. <laughs> I was just about to go, too. Oh, my. All right, here we go. Solid blocks. All right. Sorry. <laughs> what up, everybody? Welcome back to the Alternative Blacks Podcast. This is episode number 23. I am your host, Tyler Washington, along with... Oh, oh no, Chris. shit, I'm, t- I'm Tyler Kissinger, aren't I? You are Tyler Kissinger. Yeah, um, Tyler Kissinger and Chris, Chris Washington. Washington. Back at it again with another fantastic episode. Remember Hercules Hooks? Yo. Billy Mays here. <laughs> anyway. booty dubs. <laughs> Anyways, we got a really interesting episode today. We're going to be talking with the man, the myth, the legend, the Marquise. Gang, 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 yeah, gang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, what gang? What set are you representing? <laughs> you know, the American Negro gang. No <laughs> <laughs> set. Gang, gang, gang. That's it. All day, every day. Uh, entrepreneur you that, like, that, uh, in your voice, like the, old, like the old school black person. <laughs> oh, I did that. American Negro gang. American Negro. We out here. Before we get into this, I want to give a quick shout out to our main sponsor, Oprah Brewing Company, over at 628. I used to have this memorized. They over in Milmont. Yeah. Yeah. Now you got to check them out. Uh, we'll have a link to uh, for them in the description, so you'll be able to get all the information that you need. Uh, they're an amazing place. It's a beer hall style uh, venue. Good beer. Really good food. Uh, a lot of games. With a quarter pound of cheese on. Quarter pound of cheese. Quarter pound of smoked gouda goes a long way, man. On a Sammy. I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fucked up. I'll be uh, messed up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 Jeez. All right, I, I so <laughs> let's get into this beer. You want to want to shout it out? Yo, so today we are drinking Elder Pine Tree Meister Double IPA, and they say it's smooth and resinous. Huge notes of peach, passion fruit, and pine sap. Oh, that's really good. Right? <laughs> I like that. That was very that's refreshing. Solid. That's solid. Yeah. So this is like... This- <laughs> we got an audience today too so that's like the podcast yeah, first absolutely and sample all the beer right? yes yeah. yes we don't right have a lot of amazing enough yes um yeah so i was really happy because what we did for this episode for the first time on our twitter we put a poll up so it was like hey you guys we're uh we're drinking a beer next episode i'm gonna give you four options based off of mary's um tap list yeah um, mary's six pack <laughs> and more mary's, uh, yeah yeah, off of their uh, their untapped uh, draft list, I picked four that I was interested in. Tree Meister I'd already had, but I was like, oh, you should put it up. This is probably one of their better ones on their list. And put it to a Twitter poll 16 votes later, which was actually really good for us because we're not that active on Twitter, but we will be. <laughs> you <know what? laughs> and you can always get your votes in now because you can become part of the process. So this one with like 31%. So you're welcome. They did good. Yeah. They did good. What would you rate this out of five? Out of five? Out of five. Yeah, we can do quarter quarter increments here. Okay, I'm gonna give this for this one. I'll give it a four point five. I'm not like fan of like all the overly sweet stuff, but mm-hmm. this has found like a really good. There's a nice like, bitterness to it. Yeah, it's got it's the passion fruit probably. Okay, because I was like, I definitely confused. Yeah, well, fruit versus passion fruit. <laughs> I definitely like 
but there's but you know pine sap so it's you know usually you say oh hop hops are piney but this is actually has pine in it and it's gets a little sweetness i guess it's from the peach i wouldn't say huge notes of peach well i think i think this plastic is kind of like <laughs> <laughs> You know, we didn't have a glass, so well, uh, we have fine. we have cups. So yeah, I actually I gave this one five stars. You got you went five on. I this went one. straight five you on went, this. You went five on this one, <laughs> but the one but, from Union. But, but the one from Union, <laughs> you gave like a three something. I yeah, really I'm, like I'm, this. Start, I, I'm, start, I'm starting. I'm starting to uh, to really question your taste buds, man. What happened to you, man? My buds are tasty. <laughs> yeah, you must be on something <laughs> giving union's beer a three something look it's been a long day i've only had one cup of coffee so have i so things ain't gonna rock right like it's just it's not it's not happening all right uh, well so, well let me give you my rating okay oh yeah because you're I'm, not giving a five no i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with a solid four okay i respect that so we land at a 4.5 yeah. which is Marquise's, he knew. That's why he went 4.5. That's it. It's like, I, I have a feeling about this. So you did 4, 4.5, 5. And so we got the 4.5 overall. Beautiful. We do math on this show. Yes. Averages. Quick math. Quick math. Quick math. Quick math. Yes. Yes. Quick math. So <laughs> before we go any further with this, who is Marquise? Oh, Marquise. Hitting you with the hard question. I know. Marquise is an American Negro figuring himself out throughout this world. Twenty four, what else? Black and Puerto Rican. Uh, family, mom's side of family from Barbados. You know, I was gonna do a bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe I shouldn't do that because maybe not. Um, it, it happened. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, like educator, podcaster. I like to laugh. Certified tackler. Um, we're actually we're gonna be stealing your laugh from the audio, and we're just gonna use that as a soundbite every once in a while. <laughs> it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a drop. You know, I ain't what, what? that. We we we've made it when we have drops. Yes, Marquise's laugh is definitely gonna be a drop. <laughs> Welcome to Alternative Black Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm here for that. I ain't even mad at that. TV We're going to do the... But just what you're laughing. I'm sick of y'all already. Time to go. So you already hit on this, like, quickly, but want to dive into it a little more. What do you identify as? Oh, black and Puerto Rican. Okay. Yeah, but ethnically, like, I resonate more with black being a black American. Yeah. That's how I grew up as a black person. I didn't really figure out the Puerto Rican part until eighth. Leaving eighth grade, going to ninth grade, that's when I met my dad's side of the family. Mm. So that was definitely just like, oh, that's a whole other culture like that I did not know really existed. So I know you've spoken on that a little bit yeah. on like Dear Redding uh, and yeah. different episodes like that. And if you're listening and you haven't listened to Dear Redding, make sure you do so. But for those who haven't like heard, like what what was that experience like meeting that side of the family? It was a wild experience because they literally lived around the corner from where I lived. And then, wow. Yeah. So never knew. Um, but that was like a wild experience because it felt like being an adopted child into like this whole new family that I knew nothing about. So that was, they're speaking Spanish. They are sharing memories of when people were younger. Um, food's completely different. So I had to like 
navigate what that world looked like. But it was also kind of difficult, too, because I'm so used to my family being here. So I'm so used to, like, I got my big mac and cheese. I got some collard greens. I got soul food, like, stuff like that. And our music. But I was just, like, I didn't. Growing up in Reading, I had no choice but to be immersed in Spanish culture. Of course. Um, but it's also, like, to know that that's a whole other side of me that I wasn't sure of and, like, had to learn, like, find more of my identity out. Um, that was interesting. And then even, like, moving forward into, like, being my dad. And that was, like, all right. Now there's so many more questions I have about this family that I wasn't always necessarily comfortable with asking them, um, the extended family. So I felt like that was an added part of the identity that I had to kind of navigate in terms of my blackness and my ethnic identity, too. So And how did yeah. you go about that, like, when you found out? Did you kind of want to jump right into it? Um, it, with your curiosity and all the questions you had or did you kind of shy away because uh, <clears throat> I know like for me I still don't I still haven't met my dad right I know he exists and where he is but to me I don't kind of kind of don't want to touch that at least yeah. not yet I don't think I'm ready for it and I'm just kind of curious on you know how you handled that um so I mean I'm still not the most open with that side of the family I'm still trying to navigate my way even if it's been like eight, nine, ten years since I met them. Um, it's still like that weird distance kind of feel to it as well, just because I'm just like, y'all still operate, like even if I wasn't in the equation, it's still like an operation that y'all started early on, like that you have your own family traditions and stuff like that, and yeah, y'all brought me into it, but it's still like, I'm not fully in there because I won't be able to speak Spanish fluently back to my grandma. And like, there's like that sense of like, there's a cultural distancing, and I haven't found myself, I don't know what it is that's not making me want to put in the work to mm-hmm. be even more open. Like, I know they're there, and my cousin Junie, like, best person. Um, but it's also, like, that com- that conversation of just, like, am I still open to having that? Because even after I met my dad, I'm still just, like, I'm there, but there's a little bit of, like, yes, there's that curiosity. I'm just, like, all right, this opens up so much more. Just, like, with mental health issues going on in the family and also, like, what else is there that I don't know from that side of thing? Like I, I should probably ask more questions, but I don't know why I haven't got to that point either where I want to just, like, sit down and do that deep dive. And say, yeah, and I mean, I've completely, like, just haven't even tried to, and they've, they've mm-hmm. tried to reach out to me, that uh, my father's side of the family, but um, I just don't know that I'm ready yet. Right. Um, and, and that's something you can <clears> on your t- take yeah. the time for, too. Because there are those people, it's not just about the parent, but it's also about the relatives of the parent that mm-hmm. have a family member that they want to know. Right. Um, so I kind of feel like there's sort of an obligation to me, but at the same time, it's got to be when I'm ready. I think. Yeah, and I think that's always the hardest part, because I felt guilty about not going to see that side of family. My family would always be like, are you visiting your grandma? Are you visiting your aunt? Are you saying, keep it up with them? And I'm just like... I'm not the most family oriented all the time, but having to go and meet the completely other side of that family, I was like, I don't know, like even where to start, to yeah. be honest. So there's like that little bit of reluctance because it's also just like, well, why weren't they looking for me all the time, all them years either? Mm-hmm. So it's, there's still like that little bit of bitterness in there too, right? Um, so I think that's still something for me to have to unpack in another aspect of that family that I'm just like, I still, I got. I grew up with three, three brothers and a sister and a single parent, so we were just kind of like, we have to get this, where, like, all my siblings, all their dad were in and out, whereas, like, I didn't know mine because of him being in jail and stuff, but I'm just like, hmm, what is, 
that dynamic going to be like when he gets out. So even when he got out, it was still like this. Oh, my kid, you got to be around. And he depends on you. And you do this. And I'm just like, that's not my responsibility mm-hmm. as an individual and as a son. I said, I still have to com- get get to know a complete stranger. Right. It's, impo- still it's impossibly a hard for, father, son, for a child yeah. growing up. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm 24. Like, I said, I have my own place. I pay my own bills. I graduated from college. Like, I don't know how your role as a father works now. Because mm-hmm. do, uh, do I call you dad? Do I call you Chio? Do I... Like, do I have to be a support system for you in a different kind of way? Like, what is that? So that was a spot where I thought I was ready for it, but when I did get there, I was just like, oh. It was nice having him there, and I do love him for being there, but it's also like having to adjust to being in jail for 24 years and having to come out. Yeah, a whole other world. Yeah, so that was like a weird space for me, even in those first few months of meeting him again. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that because that that kind of helps me with mm-hmm. yeah. what I'm what I'm thinking about. So yeah, and take your time with it. Give yourself the space that you need. <laughs> Keep yourself around the people that you need because it's only going to leave more questions. And you think you're sure of yourself now, like mm-hmm. nah, my whole world was just flipped last February. And it's like, what? <laughs> found out about a new sibling. I said what? <laughs> yeah, I, I found out about a new sibling. Like. Couple of years ago, yeah, or half sibling, yeah. I remember that. So, yeah, but my situation is a little different. Yeah. Um, I'm able to just kind of keep that way because because the actual physical distance is right. so far. Right. That's uh, Florida and Georgia. Oh wow! You know? Yeah, or Mississippi in Florida. Florida. I mean, Florida, not Florida, Georgia. Georgia. Huh? No, Mississippi. I misspoke. Mississippi. Okay. So, so let's go down to Georgia. Yeah, mine is in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got to do some soul searching you know, down in Atlanta. Maybe, do like, an episode. Oh we know a brewery down there. That's yeah. a black-owned brewery, so yeah. we might as well just go down and do another track. episode. Yeah. We're yeah. down there at Waffle House. Like, I'm still trying to process all Waffle this House with, my three, with my three-egg <laughs> omelet. <laughs> <laughs> haven't processed it I went it to yet. my first Waffle House in Florida, fun fact. This yeah. is I went down to Florida wow. for the first time. There yeah. are two Waffle Houses in Bethlehem, PA. Yes. So, yeah. we had two Waffle Houses in college. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's right. You were at Lehigh. Oh, yeah. 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 Ooh, big yikes. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, and yikes. Mm, yeah. Also, no, we, we talked ooh, about that on the yeah. podcast, too. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trash. No, that was really, it was a really interesting conversation you guys just had, and I just kind of wanted to remove myself because obviously it's like right. a different experience. But one thing that I, I notice about it, I think it comes back to even, I was able to compare this that that fear of failure that people have and that mm-hmm. fear of trying new things, especially at this kind of age of our life, I kind of was able to throw back into like your situations because talking about getting having to learn a whole new side of the family and get to understand that when you're young and you're introduced to this is your grandma, this is your aunt. It's not a, what is my role in this? It's just, it's happening and yeah, you're learning all is. about it. But when you have to do it at like 20 something, it's just like, I'm the outsider. Like I, I have to establish things, and I have a mental understanding of this newness. When you pick up something new as a kid, you know you don't know it, but you don't really care. You're right. gonna make it work yourself. Yeah. But now that you're aware of things as you get older, like to say, "Hey, pick up a skateboard and try learning skateboarding," not gonna happen, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it, it it's a really tough uh, situation to navigate, and it's a. Uh, you see, you see about it in media every once in a while, but again, it's something that's not really, I don't think it's represented as much. No. To, like, no. teach us how to, like, deal with 
a difficult situation like that. Yeah, and it's also just like I think this is us like the arc where Randall met his dad for the first time and it was just like I do not watch. I don't either. Bro. I don't have the emotional like <clears throat> no, capability to like to dump into it. Yeah, um, I'm, and I'm, I'm happy that you have that because yeah, but that was one of the stories for the first time because it's like yeah, his, his family he's the only black one in his family mm-hmm. and he's adopted. So that adopted feeling is like I was like if that's the closest thing to it, if I've been to like learn this new family dynamics, probably the most representative thing. So when he met his dad and it was like wait, so what else is out there and who else am I and like you could have been there for me as a black man like what is that that's a whole other dynamic to have to do and he his character's 38 when that's happening so I'm just like alright 24 23 yeah. for me mm-hmm. hell we do man yeah right <laughs> how are we gonna do it? so that's just yeah that's probably yeah. like the only time I've ever seen something that, that makes me like, want to watch that now cause that's yeah. kind of how I felt growing up like I'm not adopted but right. like I felt adopted cause um, the only family I know is white. You right? ever get you ever get that question from anybody though? Yeah. Well, you know, kids are assholes. Yep. I, I had people telling me, "Yo, I heard, I heard, overheard you know, your mom, my mom talking. She said you were adopted." I'm like, well, "Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's trash." Yeah, I'm like, do you, really do you see my? Do you see the gap? Do you see my gap? <laughs> my mom was the same gap. <laughs> I know. There's, there's, I know there's, there's no, no denying. The orphanage would be like, yo. I want the kid with the gap. Right? That one. <laughs> That's why. That one. You, you want to play statistics. Black kids are not getting picked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, wasn't, I wasn't woke enough there to, to throw statistics like that. No, I understand. Neither was I. Yeah, it, was, it was like 2002. Oh. You know? yeah, no. I was in kindergarten. <laughs> first grade? Yeah, something like that. Damn, damn, we old. We were not in first grade. Third? Yeah, it was like... Third yeah. grade. I like, yeah. I, I went grade. the wrong way with it. Because I knew there's like a, a number difference with us. Because we graduated at 11, so that... Yeah, I was like, yeah I was we 14, old, man, yeah. we old. I just got into my late 20s, man, I'm old. It's rough. How are your knees? Oh, my knees are fucked. Oh, okay. That, that's a whole other, that's like, a situation. Whole other that was my pre-existing. Knees, my knees are fucked at 23, so... Oh, okay, okay, all right, well, we out here. That wasn't, like... <laughs> his ailments aren't because of aging, it's just... <laughs> He's been at them. I was 16. So, we, we hit a point where we could have... Uh, switched over to the the main meat of this yeah, episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. But before we get into that, before we do that segue, what box do you check when you're filling out a form? Oh, and it, yep, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but why do you do that? Uh, um, just because, like, that's the racial makeup of what I'm um, basically. That's what they see. Mm-hmm. Essentially, I was like, "Yeah, you can't really see the Puerto Rican in me." So, I mean, unless you're a barber, because they've been more recently. As I grew my hair out, they've been like, "Oh, you're not black, black, are you?" I said, oh, "How? How do they?" How? They have said that to me too, because I'll say, "Hey, I want this hair. Like, I want to do this like cut based off of like a black person I've seen with like yeah. this hair." And they're just like, yeah, "Yeah, but you don't have you don't have the like that's not your, your hair's texture. not like yeah, you don't like, have the texture. We're not textured. Man. Yeah, so it kind of like blew my mind. But they, I don't know. But they, most barbers like as I grew my hair out, they were like, "Wait." Your hair curls different, mm-hmm. and so it's just like, yeah. Um, so, so who knew we had to go to barbers this whole time to understand who we were, right? Wow, they, they know they're heart of the community. Absolutely, <laughs> first therapist. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's deep. Yeah. Now you've had the same barber for a while, right? Fifteen years, right? Oof. Really, he knew me as not those keys, because mm, yeah, <laughs> well, like, Kiki is how he called me. Me growing up, barbershop was huge, especially like when I started going to uh, Danny Moore's. Yeah. It was just like that old school, like black barber community. And, you know, that it was like 
Mandela, Martin, and yep. Malcolm up on the land. Then, then Obama. Obama <laughs> the, the last dinner with David, I mean, Bob Marley in the middle. <laughs> Jesus was Bob Marley. <laughs> Confused. Oh, that's funny. Uh, we always ask the box question because, at least for me, it was when I was trying to, like, grow up and identify with myself a little more and try to, like, have a better understanding of who I was as far as black, white, and all that, and that stuff. I was... I got that question a lot, especially when it came time for college. And then I asked the teacher, like, what, what do I fill out? Because I could hit other or I could hit, like, black. And, and sometimes like, I think they said to add, like, the two or more races. And, like, yeah, but exactly. I think but they said they always told me to do black because it was going to help me out. Yeah. That's profound. But it's also how they saw us. Yeah. Yeah. You, exactly. You, Except for Mr. Hughes. Don't get me started on Mr. Hughes. I, I, hate that. I wasn't I allowed to do the Negro that. Speaks of Rivers because I'm not black. <laughs> but Mr. I, Hughes I was, was down. There. He would let his kids listen to Nas. He, he, he I'm pretty was, sure he also he was, photoshopped his wife. Okay. There's a whole. What? We have a whole conspiracy around that man. About about, about Jesus. About Jesus? <laughs> Jesus Hughes. Yes. Hughes. <laughs> let me tell you. Like he told me that I could not do a specific Shakespeare poem and said you should choose something that. You should identify. You should choose a black person. Well, here's um a dream deferred. And I said, I want that Shakespeare one. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you think I can ju- I can only do that? So I was offended at that age. I didn't realize why I was offended, but I just thought, oh, you're problematic and I don't like you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but we have a conspiracy theory that he, any photos he had in his classroom, he photoshopped himself in there. <laughs> if you look at some of those pictures, <laughs> it's suspect. I wasn't looking at it like that. We yeah, were, yeah, we were... No. I also think he was moving from class. Like I don't think he actually had a classroom yeah, at that, that point. At that time, it wasn't his own class. He oh, was he was a guy that rolled in. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, he rolled in. Oh, so who, I forget who he was. Uh, roomless. He was. What would you call a homeless teacher? Like he's a nomad. <laughs> well, he looked like a nomad. A transient. <laughs> yeah, he was very transient. Yeah. Anyways, let's get into the meat and potatoes. Yeah. Hello. It's open. Welcome to the live. I know. <laughs> what up? <laughs> what up, Data? Welcome to the intermission of the podcast. <laughs> nah, you're good. Um, so we're going to talk about performative, black- performative blackness yeah, yeah, yeah. today. I only had half a beer. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Uh, what was next? Yes. Oh, um, define performative blackness. Um, performative blackness, that is essentially like when a person replicates what they believe blackness to be, essentially. So um, somebody who feels the need to almost like hyper-blackify themselves. So they got to somehow force nigga into their vernacular even if that's not how they talk they always have to force like this hood narrative around them if they're black um and in reality i'm just like no it just kind of reduces us back to that monolith that everybody believes us to be so it's really just like that caricature of blackness that people think they should be doing to be socially accepted by anybody who's not used to seeing something outside of that defining term of what popular black culture is supposed to look like and i use air quotes they could feel it. They yeah. they, they felt yeah, their quotes. Felt yeah, yeah, cool. for sure. The mic picked it up. Yeah, it, this is a very impressive mic, and like gestures make it way through. Catch yeah. Everything? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, If you can catch my voice, it's it's pretty impressive. <laughs> I 
That's the nice color on you, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Just aside. It's green. The mic picked that up. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's not like CMOS, but okay, go off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so you you put on a, an event today. Dear Reading had an event today. Yes, yes we did. And one of your panels was about black mas- masculinity. Right. And there was a lot of that, I guess, performative blackness that came in, into right. play, I would say, with with uh, growing up for us as yeah. black youth and like did you ever find that to be true with you as you were growing up that you started seeing yourself play into the role of black for me not necessarily like i played a whole cello growing up and i was a quiet black kid uh, so you say, i was just you a, say the whole cello the whole cello, uh, whole not, cello. Not, not, not just not, half, not half cello. but he didn't half okay. ass he whole right. cello that yeah right. so i was the um Quiet, smart kid. Like that's how everybody pretty much knew me. Contrary to popular belief today, um, I did not find the voice until my freshman year of high school, um, and even then, it didn't happen until tenth grade. <laughs> so, um, so you can thank Mr. Hughes, is what you're saying? No, because I made it. You know that because of you song by Kelly Clarkson. Because of- okay. I made this song because of Hughes. I got my first B. He like took- ever, ever. He took me out of the top ten. I was mad. <laughs> I was mad that I wasn't in the top 10. I had to fight. They, they placed me Yo, they freshman was. year at like 150 when I came in, and I ended up at like 22. Right. I, was, I ended I ended school off with being number 17 in the graduating class. Like 126, I guys. You know, we out here. I was hurt. <laughs> I also didn't do shit. So. Okay. I, was looking, I was looking at the names around me. I was like, nah. y'all motherfuckers. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so I think <laughs> I'm cracking up. <laughs> but I don't think I've ever subscribed to this idea of blackness um, that needed to be performed. Now, there was a moment where I started exploring different kinds of music in eighth grade, um, and so like started enjoying John Mayer and Jason Mraz and mm. Avenged Sevenfold, Ooh, and I so went through like the very like specific era, like Falling in Reverse, like really, like they were it. Uh, <laughs> So I, but I remember I used to sit in the room and be listening to them, but I didn't want my siblings to know that was mm. white people music. So mm. I would change the music, <laughs> and if my headphones were too loud, I would change the music when I would walk by a group of black people so they didn't think I was like. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I still do that, like change of music every once in a while. Yeah, I don't care now. Uh, I don't even know what it I is. Blasting Ariana right in my ear. <laughs> I don't even know what it is because I'm like I'm very secure with like the music that I listen to, but I still find myself when I'm. <laughs> sorry there's 1800 involved um, oh god so as i find myself though in different situations when i'm like i'll be driving down to philly and i'll be listening to hosier yeah and then i'll get to great the philly album. it was a great album it is a great album but i'll get into philly and then power 99's on yeah and it's just like Oh, I didn't even think about that it happens i don't know what it is it's just like a, it's a switch i could be like halfway through rocking with that album and then i'll I'll turn on to like Broad Street and be like, boom. Mm-hmm. It'll do it. And like, I think sometimes it's like second nature for us to do. Um, but it's also like that little bit of acceptance that we want from other black people too. So it's just like, nah, like I'm still down, but I also like this thing too. Right. Cause I still want to run, yeah. like go through Oak Brook, like bumping Mozart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always talk. About we that. always talk about that. And I was like, we're going to go through like the like quote unquote. I will, I, like I, right. I definitely feel that like trying to be accepted by air quotes. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta get an air quote like drop. Right, air horn, air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> air quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the the 
popular black culture, you know, especially because I was half white and only knew the white side of my family. Mm-hmm. So growing up, I like I would always have this like inkling to try to be accepted mm-hmm. by black people. Um, so I definitely I feel that um, kind of that's kind of how I got into music because I didn't listen to music at all really. Right. Um, and I kind of had to figure it out myself. I was just kind of looking through YouTube, which isn't nearly as comprehensive uh, at the time as it is now. <laughs> so it's kind of so that that's really interesting. But we also kind of did the opposite in college. Like we would we would roll through Lehigh, like bumping like mystical and <laughs> and like Method Man and Red Man as yeah. loud as we could. Just to terrify all all oh, the whites. Well, yeah, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Well, I, that's also like a space where I found it interesting is when I got to college. Because um, we all went to PWI. Yeah, people in college thought I was a uppity black person, and they were just like, because they didn't. I didn't tell them like my business and like where I grew up and stuff. They were like, "Oh, you grew up in Reading. You grew up in Reading." So when they find that out, they'd have an inkling. But it's also just like. For me, when I got there, and that's where I first met middle class black people. That's where I first met upper class black people. And so they would try to up their blackness to kind of validate it. But a lot of people who attempted to like invalidate my blackness, I was just like, um, I grew up on in the quote unquote like hood like everybody else. So I was just like, you grew up in Scranton. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in Reading. I said, if there's anything, we had a single parent household, working since I was young, understood how to do my laundry at the age of seven and a half. Like, there is so much more where, like, people in college were just like, oh, no, I'm, I'm blacker than you. And I said, no, you're not. You're not two parents <laughs> in Scranton in a big old mansion. Yo, Bitch, Scranton yeah, hard. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know Scranton hard. Yeah. St. Patty's Day, they are. Oof. Oh, oh. The I did that, I did that <laughs> did one Did you do time. it? Yep. All right, guys, cheers real quick. 1800? Oh. Gotta love it. Uh, I mean, you don't have to. Oh, I do. <laughs> you gotta tolerate it. Yeah. Ooh, man, that sucks. Left me warm. Love it. Uh, I think that was the but first yeah. like liquor actually consumed on the no last episode I was drinking. Yeah, you were. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I think that's something where I realized like other black people even try to police blackness in a way where I was like, you can't necessarily do that. Because if you want your stereotypical and mm-hmm. popular culture of like blackness, I subscribe. I check all those boxes off. You do not. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you have any space to like do that. But it wasn't until people started to get to know me, they were like, "Oh, Marquis down with the people." Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, but who are you? <laughs> <laughs> but who are you? So did you ever get like called out on certain actions in the sense of like, oh, that's like the black side of you coming out or? Did you ever find that happening to you growing up? I growing up, growing up, yes. Oh, College, yeah. no, but that was from siblings. But my thing with that that was always like when I was like, "Oh, that's so black." I'm like, "What is black? Well, how do you act black?" Yeah, you know what I mean, but like, like that—that's what I think reduces us to that model. I think we're trying to actively combat that right now. It's like you got your awkward black girls. Take Marie for example. <laughs> you got your pretty niggas. Take these two for example. <laughs> um, but I think it's like I think that's. I, was the saying, I know you weren't pointing at me. I, you 
pretty nigga. You you like medium ugly. You <laughs> just a little bit of cream. Just, just, a, little, just a, little a little bit, bit right there. <laughs> yeah, but you're more like the handsome spectrum versus like the pretty spectrum. You know, there's different. Okay, I'm on the handsome like, spectrum. Yeah, is yeah, that, yeah, is yeah. That, is that a parallel? Yeah. Spectrum? So look, you got if, if for black men, you got adorable, you got cute. You got pretty, you got we don't, handsome. We don't bring the adorable word onto this podcast anymore. Anyway. But not on this podcast. <laughs> is what Tyler would be. <laughs> <laughs> There's levels to it. Like, I'm on the handsome spectrum. Like, But my friend Miles is the pretty nigga. So, like, Day Day is the pretty one. Manny is the pretty one. Anytime they get put onto snaps or stuff, you give me a headache, Danny gives me a headache, <laughs> and then Miles gives me a headache because they're like, yo, why can't you throw in the oop? What's going on? Why aren't you hooking? Nigga, go away. I'm not the wingman. I'll throw you a oop if you need a job, but if you need a relationship, don't. don't <laughs> I'm not doing it. Job oop for sure. Job oops, I'll get you, but. <laughs> <laughs> you got what, two for me so far? Yeah. No. But if anybody else needs a oop, my job is always hiring. After school program, only 2.30 to 6. You design whatever you want to do. So, Philly, come here. Anyways, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Could you could you quickly run through that hierarchy again? Because you kind of stopped halfway through. I think that's important. Oh, okay, okay. So, so if you must know, so you got there's this hierarchy of differences. So you have adorable and cute kind of live in the same space for black men. You got like handsome. so is, is that per, is that like a perpendicular thing, and then you kind of you just kind of go around. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. So it's like, like here, a color wheel. Yeah. So think about like Mahershala and like who else is there? Yaya. So they're like handsome black men. Then you got like the Michael B. Jordans, like they're the pretty niggas. Um, and then you got huh? Jesse Williams. Jesse Williams is a pretty boy, pretty light skin. Um, and then but so you're just gonna name light skin dudes as the pretty dudes? Is like is that what we're doing? He's not light skin and he's pretty. All right, all right. that's right, that's right. Okay, okay, all right. I thought I was about okay. But you see, you see how that spectrum kind of works? Yeah, yeah. You found that like, and then Jay Z is like medium ugly. <laughs> he's kind of like doofy looking, but he's like attractive in a weird way. Medium. <laughs> More like handsome. He's not medium. He's not actually medium ugly. I just want to say that. <laughs> Where you gonna just, come in here and be like, "Oh, y'all niggas are medium ugly." I'll be like, anyways. <laughs> but yeah, so Shit. performative blackness. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't even know where to pick up right now. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, where, where do where do we pick up, Tyler? We talked about music. We talked about other black people trying to police blackness. Well, yeah, no, about I, I think about policing blackness a lot in the sense of when, when I think about even Broadway and, and that kind of space. You know, it's not when you start talking about even musically when you're talking about the cello, when you're talking about just be, uh, being involved in that capacity at like keeping Reading High, there is that like notion of like yeah that's where the like the white people flock to band you yeah know? Like white that... people were in definitely the music department right like, that's where the, i only saw white people <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that's where they try to like attach onto their black friends they're like look i have black friends yeah. you know band and orchestra were like your white liberals your well-intentioned white women was there for the most part unless it was band band was a little bit more oppressive but that's what i say for another day i wasn't even in, in that I, I stopped like right right there it was the ghetto <laughs> it was the ghetto <laughs> Can you explain that? The white ghetto. Let me oh, the white, the white, the white ghetto. The, white, the trailer park. 
Yeah, because it was Ooh. just like, we don't know how y'all ended up in Reading, but you're not horrible, but I don't think I invite you to a cookout. But <laughs> There's definitely, I think, some bitterness that, that came out of that. I don't know, like... Out of what? Bitterness the, the, out the, of... The, 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 I don't know. I felt like sometimes with like, oh, the, the changing whites. of the de- of the right, like, like when, when you think about it, like like some of the like some oh, of the no, like, never, white that, no, there's no bitterness, Tyler. Yeah. Some of the like white friends that I would have like that I've had like growing up when we started talking about things like after after college and like you can definitely start seeing about like well, I was the minority at like Reading High and like starting to dive into the like the ooh, Wu Tang, Wu Tang forever. <laughs> I'm cracking up. <laughs> but did you ever like? have any of those conversations with like some of your your older friends from like high school middle school about like what that looked like for them where they had that perceived notion of being like the minority and what that oh yeah well i mean they had in chorus they mr smith made them sing a slave song and we're just like oh this is and like the, the black students were just like i don't know if this is appropriate but he thought he was out with the negro spirituals <laughs> Yeah, that reminds me of uh, the boondocks. <laughs> yeah. like Harambe. <laughs> Harambe. But that's the kind of shit that, like, we talk about back then. It's just like, oh, shit. Like, sometimes in high school, like, these people were a little bit more problematic than we realized. And, like, having to identify with your blackness even more. So um, I think that's the time when we really started to kind of see that. Um, especially, like, in the music department. So, yeah. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. I am definitely not doing another shot. That's not what's happening right now. <laughs> I have to take you home. News. News. <laughs> news. Okay. Always, fun, always, always front breaking news here at Alternative Blacks. Did we ask that question already? Do we do nudes? Front breaking news. Yeah. Do we do the uh, has your blackness ever come into question? Yeah, 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 I, I said that about um, oh, yeah, my siblings. Mm-hmm. Like, talked about it because they were um, there were times where it was just like, oh, like you might not be black enough, or why are you acting like the white people? And that's white people shit. And I'm just like, no, nah, I just like doing my thing. I was about to say, how did you respond to that, like that accusation of your your blackness, you know, being like, oh, I was out? always annoyed. I got defensive. I got defensive because I was like, no, I'm darker than all of y'all. So what the fuck are you talking about? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, it was a complexion thing too. Because I'm just like, no, you can't necessarily like um, talk about me in a different kind of way. So I would get defensive and want to defend my blackness, but also at the same time, I couldn't be mad at it either. Because other than that, like I was like, no, these are some white people shit that I'm doing. So, <laughs> but I didn't go camping. <laughs> Yo, fuck camping. I don't do it. I guess I would try. No, I tried it. It's just awful. What's nah, the appeal were, of camping? No, nah, there were ants in the tent, and I wasn't fucking with I that. But that's either. always an I option. The and there was a dead turtle. Not the turtle. Don't bring it up. I'm sorry. Hi. I'm sorry. I didn't kill the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta keep going. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Moving past. Moving past that. Um, so, oh yes, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm two tequila shots in and, uh, it's not going, it's not going well. It gets better. It gets, it gets With better. With more tequila shots. I like no, te- no, no, see, tequila is the devil's work. What? Tequila is because how, how, Tequila is a gift much, from the gods. Uh, yeah. It doesn't leave it's you with hangovers. For your bones? Wait, wait. You might need it. That's probably why you need this bag. You know? 
Ain't we no, might be onto no, something. Groundbreaking no, shit no. is happening well, on this the podcast. Agave and the tequila might be actually helping you. The out. agave. Yeah. The, the agave. Yeah, it don't leave you with hangovers. That's why people should drink tequila more. Wine is a sneaky bitch. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. What? what? <laughs> nice, nice dry white wine. You know, you get the dry ones. Yeah. I did that when I went to the Czech Republic and was like, ooh, I can do this. And, like, I smell the wood chips and like the wine. And stuff. <laughs> you never did that? I went on a wine tour in the Czech Republic. Oh, That's what you? they're known for. Yeah. Oh, I, I, the, the first thing I would say is earthy. Not but the wood chips, but it's like an earthy <laughs> flavor to it. Earthy, of course. Yeah, I find this wine earthy. 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 You said that about the last 10 wines. Was I wrong? They're all they're all earthy. They come from the earth. Grapes. Made out of grapes from the earth. So when was the first time you saw yourself represented in the classroom? In the classroom? Not until my senior second semester, senior year of college. That's when I had my first black professor. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. I was shook. You should have went to Northwest Middle School, man. I did go to you Northwest did Middle School. What happened? You didn't get Mr. Tyson? No! Oh! I'm on the other team. Boom. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, like right? I know, because he walked by with those two big-ass things of ICT. <laughs> like, that was bad. <laughs> but yeah, so in college, when I met Dr. April Williams, she was amazing, because she was the first one who was just like, we were like, oh, well, what... Like, if we're having a hard day, like, how are you going to help out the black students on this campus? Because she was a sociology professor. And she was like, oh, you're having a hard white people day? That's a valid excuse. White people, you can't use that. But, like, my black students, you can say that. Like, that's a valid, like, excuse absence. Because she understands. Um, which was, like, super dope. Because I was like, I feel so stupid. <laughs> but it was and also how, like. How, how, what, what were the facial expressions of all the white children? Across? She was next to the university president when she said this. This is her first semester there. And he said. You got to love it. He looked over. He nodded his head. <laughs> I said, oh, good. So, he, so he, he was like the uh, the professor from uh, How High. Yeah, yeah. Walk out with your face. <laughs> <laughs> Stand in unity. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so basically. Annoying. That's what that, that's what that was. That's Annoying. Um, Sorry. But yeah, so um, that was like really dope to have that experience because that's where I was like, I stood up at attention. I was like, oh, shit. Like, this some work for this professor. Right. Like, oh, I thought you said, oh, I'm going to walk out because I'm having a hard white people day. So I'm just going to go She knew. But wasn't that she crazy, knew. though? That, 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 that feeling of, uh, ooh, I'm going to put in, like, I'm going to do well in this yeah. class and because she, you. And she made it a point. She was like, don't feel like black students don't feel obligated to answer any of the black questions. Like, other people have to do the same reading so they can do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was like very much so aware of that. And it was just dope to have a teacher who was just like, so we're going to talk about how Nicki Minaj's Anaconda video is actually like a feminist anthem and we need to embrace this a little bit more. <laughs> like, I said, what? <laughs> and so she broke down the video and then we watched Broad City in between those things. So like, it was very fascinating on how she like looked at the event. <laughs> so now nah, that was a really, like a really dope experience. So I said, this is different, but fun. I love it. So. Yeah, Man, I had no black professors. I, I think of it. My, my only black... Oh, I had two. One was a Spanish teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and she actually, like, really cared for me because, like, that was around the time where I just was not fucking with class. And she <laughs> she really, like, would reach out to me and try to get me back on the right track. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen at that point. But eventually, I graduated. Fuck. You're out here. You have a degree. <laughs> exactly. A whole ass degree. A whole, a whole ass, ass degree. degree. Working on some crazy-ass projects. There you go. Like, like, we really snapped. Like, really working on a whole... Campaign, big plans, Like we can first meeting coming in and being like the perfect match, right? Like, uh, wow, I don't know what our NDA looks like, so I'm not actually I'm not like say, right. Um, exactly, yeah, so we're on an NDA, so we can't actually talk about it. 
Big yeah. shit. Yeah. Big shit popping. Yo, could y'all pat yourselves on the back any harder? Yes. <laughs> I pat your back. I just want to pat your back. Yeah. That came through the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes. <laughs> no, my, my first, like, technical professor at um, IUP, because I went a week early just to do some, like, get an extra credit, whatever. Ain't that crazy. I went in early, you came out in late. Early, <laughs> came out a semester late. What's going on, man? It's IUP. <laughs> okay. It is the party school. IU, uh, Lehigh yeah. was Lehigh's always nationally ranked. I, what is your party sure. nickname for Lehigh? Party nickname? We are I usually party. Okay, but you can make one out of IUP. That's that's not too hard. Yeah, we also ended up, well, back in the day, they were in, like, the Playboy, like, magazine as one of the top party schools. Right. It's just yep. a historic... The ways about your PWIs, it ain't that deep. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the best party schools. Was one of the best party was. schools. Then you left. Then they started, oh, yeah. <laughs> Hasn't been the same since. Hasn't been now, but I don't know. Crazy-ass stories. Um... Shit, where was I going with? Oh, my my first professor uh, professor there was black, and he was just kind of like in your face black. It was just like, was like something would happen. Well, no, he was just like if somebody was acting up in class, is like you will be quiet or I will shank you. Oh, like and you, just, and you meant it. He was just joking around, but like the way his attitude sure? came was across. He, was he tenured? I actually, I really don't. If he, he was, was tenured. tenured then, then he, he was tenured. It, yeah. So there might have been some like some, some like yeah. Anyway, he he just was. <laughs> One of those people that I just like, I fuck with you. And everybody else in class, like, you would look around and they were like, is he allowed to say it? Sure it is. <laughs> I, I deal with that with my students right now. Like, <laughs> go ahead, try me, little nigga. <laughs> you can't say that word. Yes, I can. It's not a cuss word. You see this skin? This is how you do They know me for. Does <laughs> <laughs> someone talk you this? <laughs> I love it. I got my students calling everybody colonizers. Like, <laughs> my job has been done as an educator. Like, they not. My job has been done. Mr. Keys, Mr. Khalid, let me tell you about what these colonizers did today. I said, go ahead, let me know. Because I'm going to cut them out for you. Pushing the culture forward. I love I, it. We owe all of that to do it for the youth. <laughs> the do, it for the, do it for the youth. Do it for the youth. Do it for the youth. Do it for the from the classroom to the media, when was the first time you saw yourself represented in the media? In the media? Oh, that was when I started seeing like Angela Rye, Bakari Sellers, and uh, Mark Mont Hill on the, in the media, actually, for real. Okay. For real. Yeah, so it was cool watching CNN in that moment and just seeing like, they are like black and black on this, on this show. Um, so it was cool because that's when I really started trying to figure out like what was going on because um, it's like so Orlando Castillo and Alton Sterling like that's when all that stuff started happening. Um, so I just wanted to make sense of the world. Um, but then also it was like this podcast called Negroes with a Podcast. Like mm. they were academic black. That's actually the first time I actually knew of Alexia because she was on mm-hmm. that podcast originally at WMP. Um, so that was like really cool. And from there, I was like, oh, there's a black entrepreneur, there's a doctor, there's a media practitioner, there's a lawyer. Like, seeing them all and still saying, they're nigga this, nigga that, but give a whole dissertation. So and dope. I said, oh, there's a duality. Mm-hmm. Like, that was really cool to kind of so see. Dope. Yeah, so for me, I was like, all right, I'm in college. I don't have to code switch the way that I was code switching. Um, so I was, I was like, we're actually, doing their shit. Yeah, we're going to do point. a whole yeah. episode on code switching. Point, but do you? 
or what? Like, code do you switch. still code switch? I don't code switch. I mean, I've always talked like this, regardless. Like, <laughs> so they well, always there's, levels, like, there's levels. You know, it's like a dial. You know, you yeah, turn but up a little bit. Do you do you more and more like back? It, when so I switch flip, isn't a good name for it. Yeah, it's, it's not necessarily it's a code dial. You, it's not necessarily that you're going from code A to code B, but it's like yeah, you turn it on a little bit. But it's, it's like I don't, I don't, I don't code, I don't like code switch my slang anymore either. Like the one time I said, I bet in the class in um a meeting with like a leadership team, I said I bet, and they said I said say less, say no more, whatever. Like the phrases aren't necessarily code switch, and they were just like, excuse me. I said, I mean, you know, like that means I got it. Like you don't need to say anything else. I understand what needs and to be done. Like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, 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 I get that. Okay, yeah. you're so cultured. Yo, that, that um, reminds me of the Dave Chappelle series, like zip it up and zip it out. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> He's like zip it and do But it's, it was really that moment where I was just like, nah, fuck this. Like I don't got to keep doing this. So I grew my hair out and I stopped doing. The, Hi, my name is Marquis Richards. Nice to meet you. How can I help you today? Da, da, da. I'm just like, all right, what do you need? Like, uh, no, I get to switch it up and work right. with students now. I get to be even more authentic. So it helps them see, like, oh, I can still do this and still be successful at the same time. I successful, can't remember. Professional, right. everything. Because yeah. professional still doesn't, you. doesn't mean. Right. Yeah. Professional doesn't mean white. Professional doesn't mean white. Wait, Sophista Ratchet. Yeah. Ooh. 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 Is that Ooh. the website? <laughs> it's not. But I'm Did you send in the. You I send didn't. It in? You know, we'll, I we'll send that in with Entrepreneur Negro. Entrepreneur so. Negro. Yeah. Sophista Ratchet. We out here. Just put a book out. Like a I green book. About it. Not a green book. I think that's somebody else's thing, but um, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Right, we should run with that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> what is this episode? <laughs> it's all of our episodes. Yeah, if we're being honest, yeah we, we just turned it up to 1800. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a bar right there. <laughs> Is that? It's a, it, that was a bar. I see you. That, that was a bar. I support it. I feel that. Oh, uh, look, thank you. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's my... Oh, there's, there's something that you had mentioned on... I can't remember if it was This American Negro or if it was Dear Reading, but the... Cause you're talking I like about how that. you slipped those in there, though. Yeah, that was no, nice. Keep yeah. doing that. Yeah. Uh, I think it was talking about... You were talking about switching up, like, how you presented yourself and how, like, you were, like present yourself in a medium, but you had said something about even smiling at people. Oh as you yeah, walk that by. was dear Reddit. Yeah, fuck out of here. <laughs> smiling at everybody for the fun of it. Like to make them feel safe. Mm-hmm. I would walk by white women and say, I'm a safe nigga. Essentially through that <laughs> smile. That's what the smile <laughs> like Oh no, no, you should just actually say it. It's I know. Like start it's, doing it. But it, that would be a good like social norm pick, like experiment police, though. <laughs> That's true. I'm a safe nigga. I'm a safe nigga. I got you. I got a question oh by God, the police just for being on the phone. So look, I got a walking by with my walking bike outside of the bank. Like <laughs> Fuck so why would you be at the bank? bank? I mean, That's look exact, uh, look exactly what they said. What business do you have at this bank? I said I'm like my, my business. My money. <laughs> and I looked at them, I said, I'm in a suit and tie walking at a bank on this hot day. Well, you were in a suit and tie. Yes. It's and better said, than what I usually do. <laughs> honestly and truly. And I said, this is really the ghetto. So um, whatever the case may be, I was kind of over it. And I had a smooth attitude because I'm just like, it doesn't matter. And that's that moment where I realized it doesn't matter. No matter what I present myself, you still think at the end of the day. Um, so what, what is your attitude while like being presented with like cops? Because all of us have been... In that, oh, in that situation. Well, I'm the militant black, so I'm cussing people out. I said, I know my rights. <laughs> so is he. Yeah. But I'm not because I know my rights. Because you know right, I'm drunk. You're, no, yeah, you're belligerent. No, because he's on tequila. I, I was, which is why. Was, oh my God, that's why I ended up in the hospital. 
Nah, uh, tequila is my bestie. Like that was bestie. I love Ooh. me some Jose. That's right? my nigga right there. Like uh, Jose gets me. Jose, Jose can't like, say that, but I can. Like, <laughs> 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 Sounds so we'll get that unpack some like uh, some dependency <laughs> issues. You know, I think we. but like yeah, so. Really There's the voice. I really don't fuck with them cops because these niggas be trying it. And I don't care what color you are. You see that blue? I said I ain't fucking with you. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. One, I can't wait to get Tyler. Blue is my favorite color, man. And uh, I'm a green kind of guy. Yeah, over the earth. Yeah, fertility. Like, that's royal colors right there. Purple yeah. moss. Yeah. Moss. You know that's that moss green. I see. I see moss. Sea moss. Sea moss. Not pond moss. This is fuchsia. <laughs> I just see, I just see green, red, the primary colors. You know, That's all you green is not a primary know. color. But it's you know. not, but you tried it. <laughs> see, I learned something in our class. I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who let me on this spot. <laughs> the man sitting to my right. <laughs> that part. So you had yeah. nothing to do with this. The man sitting to my right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so wrapping this all up, just kind of wanted to get. Any like quick hot takes on the alternative black aspect of things? Ooh, because, hot takes. Yes, because the way that we we uh, present the show and the way that we uh, take a look at this lens is we obviously identify with the other part of us that isn't mm-hmm. black. You know, that's part of our culture. That's part of who that's we are. Not the, that's um, not the air quotes. Yeah. But it also goes deeper black. than just the uh, <laughs> yeah, like the the physical like or uh, genetical like not black aspect of things, but even the what falls out of that black category in the sense of like it besides going into like hip hop, R and B, jazz, funk and stuff like that. Yeah. But you're going into like again we, we talked about it like uh shortly uh musicals when you when you're yeah. talking about like an orchestral like sort of thing right. and just kind of finding that space with plays and theater. Like what what are your hot takes on not necessarily definitively black, like going outside of that social norm. Uh, keep keep pushing it, different, honestly, and telling different narratives. I love. I know, like Kenya Barris gets like a lot of flack for how he goes about his shows with blackish mixtish and um, brownish and stuff. But I think those that, are needed, huh? I feel like those are needed. I think I think they are needed. Um, so my hot take has always been just like make sure you're still accepting all facets of blackness because if you try to relegate it to what um, your idea of blackness is and what white people have created blackness. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, what whiteness has created blackness to be, I think you're really just sitting back and keeping it in that monolith because you're just like, oh, that's different. I don't like that. I don't really don't rock with that. But it's like, like I said, like blackness doesn't fit into like a specific mode. And if we think it does, we're still inherently doing the same, replicating the same thing that white people do to us, that whiteness does to us. So at the end of the day, keep telling different narratives. We got the awkward black girls. We got the biracial black people. We got... Um, you got the nerds, you got the nerds, nerds. Mm-hmm. You got every, you got yeah, like allow everybody to just be human as human at the end of the day. But because well, even at the end of the day, when we're walking down the street, we still nigga, like they right. said. So I think that's something that I think people need to acknowledge more because um, we still have that common shared experience of blackness. Um, but I also think this is a beautiful like room right Honestly, now. By the way, we got every single shade in here. I love it. <laughs> yeah, um, I went to the tanning salon beforehand. Just don't know. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's whatever. We ain't gonna judge you. Yeah, um, but once again, I think it's just like make sure we don't um, demonize people who fall out of what our idea of blackness is supposed to be and our limited scope of what blackness I, is supposed I, to be. I definitely do find that to be a uh, a fight or an argument that happens internally that doesn't need to be happening sometimes. Right. It's like, oh, like 
who act in white. Like yeah. that, that, that conversation. Because yeah. there's so many like other oh, things. Sure. Yeah. I feel like there's some like there's a lot more that we need to be doing to uplift each other. Yeah. Than to be fighting internally because they're already fighting against us. Why? Why should we do it and help? Yeah, out? and I think that's an extent where I think, like, it's twofold, right? So it's just like, are we also like hurting our own? Um, but also, are we making sure not to do that shit in front of white people mm-hmm. either? I'm, you might be wrong in a situation, but I'm not going to defend a colonizer before I defend you, right? Right? Because we don't got to understand mm-hmm. how that structure works. But I'm still going to call you out. Right. There needs our to be accountability. I, I definitely don't see that for sure. Because I'm just like, nah, sure. but like, but when we fight, it, it it's it's almost like, see, like we're going. This bad. is why. But it's not even just that. It's literally just like a play for these white people. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, and then they can they try to use that as justification. That's what I mean. That's why I said, see, this is why. Exactly. I said, y'all better go somewhere with all that nonsense. Because I said, your little white on white crime that y'all be doing. But it's not called that. But it's the right mm. propaganda. But that's yes. another story for another day. Mm. <laughs> that's fact. But, oh man, he might become Steven and Savannah. Like every time we bring someone on the show, it it's like, oh, it's a one time guest. Like, no, we we might need to bring them on for more shit. You know, we we're just gonna need to have that one that one episode where we're all together. Yeah, it's that round table. Yeah, oh, that round table. drinking beer or you know tequila, tequila shots, whatever you know. <laughs> you know, tequila kind of guy. There we go. So, <laughs> so I actually came up with two more questions before wrapping this all up. I'll make sure they're quick and to the point. I don't I'm give a shit. Yeah. Uh, so usually we, we do this lens because like Savannah and uh, Stephen were lighter. STs. Yeah, the STs, which you, you broke the, the, the cycle. We were doing really good at STs. S- STs. Yeah. Stephen Thompson, Savannah Thorpe. We had STs as our guests. Oh, shit. And then Marquise. That, that's deep. I didn't even realize that. Right? And then we just we get Marquise. Don't sound so enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we presented to them like their favorite mixed artists or the, the artists that they felt represented them the most in the sense of. Oh, it's like, got to be logic. <laughs> Did you know he's biracial? I couldn't tell if he repeated them on every album or not. But like, no, you're like, yeah, go off, do your thing. I'm like, are you logic black or J. Cole black? Because there's two different blacks. <laughs> Y'all are obviously like, presented to be J. Cole Black, not Logic Black. Mm. Mm. You know, it's like Mariah Carey Black or like another mixed biracial Black. Logic could be G. Easy's brother. We would never know it. That was that was great. Wow. But am I wrong? No, I that's why I laughed in agreement. So we're all we're curling G Easy and Meg the Stallion. We're not, no, that's not the thing. They debunked that. Megan said, "I'm not with him." Uh, you so, know? so what was that? She just trapping niggas. Was... She... <laughs> she what she said. He said it's not safe for the black or the white girl. She said, "No, nigga, you mine." <laughs> wow, I, li- I liked how you brought that logic you know, to I, the situation. I see what you did there with the logic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> no, don't. Listen, I got the dad jokes on deck like, with the dad hat. With the dad hats, y'all even know. <laughs> Well, we do now. Yeah, I see it. Literally looking at it right now. Sorry, go ahead. What was your second? Oh, Oh, that was the like favorite mixed artist. Favorite mixed artist. Please don't say Logic. I'm not. No, I'm not saying that at all. Wow, that was ghetto. The favorite mixed artist was it ghetto though? Or do I have a favorite mixed artist? That's what I was wondering. Oh no! Yeah, black. Black is definitely like. Black and some form of Hispanic. Do you mean six lakh? Six lakh black, yeah. It's black. Six lakh black. 
Not a six. He doesn't. No. Not a six? Yeah. Um, but yeah, his name is definitely like Ricardo something. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, Ricardo. Yeah, I didn't know that, though. Black is... Yeah, and this is why we asked this question. I like he might, he might be Dominican. So, I don't know. But either way, he's definitely like my favorite. Like, I saw him three times in one album cycle. I had no business. Nobody was there for the first time. That's pretty that's, dope, that's though. Dope, though. Yeah. I would uh, love to so see You it. remember that, Marie? What? Seeing Black? Yeah. Great time. That was so fun. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, uh, because this is one of the angles that we attack on every episode, how'd you get involved in craft beer? Like, I went to a PWI, my fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were like, try this. And I said, this shit is trash. And then I had a wheat beer. And I said, oh, my God, what is this? This is great. It was Blue Moon for the first time. Oh, <laughs> my God. Blue Moon. But it, it was learning. It was, it was learning, my first time. Blue but it was moon. learning there was something like, more than like said, a Natty, a Miller, a Bud. Yeah, you know? I said, oh, so you classy. So yeah, like you there's an orange peel in it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh my yeah God. That, that's what got me. It was, uh, really the, it was orange the orange. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. What is this? It comes with an orange peel. Yeah, I was shit. That's 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 horrible. Uh, but yeah. Okay, cool. And we always try to like try to get an understanding because there's people that will would say, you know, black people just don't like craft beer. <laughs> that ghetto-ass article. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we are out here. Uh, we enjoy it. That article is trash as fuck. It really was. You know what hurt was who wrote the article. So we don't bring that shit to <laughs> That article but, was so terrible. Yes. But yeah. But is it, like, for me, it's always been a from the fr- uh, framework of one of the things that I find the funniest critique on like white culture is not seasoning their food. And then to, to and then to literally say the argument about like beer and, and things like that is say, oh, I just like black people just aren't into it. And I was just like, how, but yeah. you, you see people drinking like a Miller Lite or a Coors Light or Bud and then to say that like complex flavor wouldn't be that intriguing. Not, that, that white people would only like it. Right. <laughs> I don't know if your Anglo-Saxon taste buds can handle this. Today. Anglo-Saxon <laughs> right. taste buds, and then so that, the that, that's similar. always what like came to me. Sorry, no, it's fine. I'm a mess. That's great, but uh, no, I definitely want to thank you for jumping on this podcast. Is there anything that you want to like? You want to plug yourself? Yeah, you there know, we go. You know, this is Marquise Davon on all social media, aka This American Negro, aka One Fourth of Deer Redding, aka Your Black Educator, aka Niggas Just Here. I'm okay with you. <laughs> this is this is where your laugh drop will go too while you're saying all that. <laughs> Every <laughs> aka laugh. AKA. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so just catch me on all the social media. You can catch This American Negro usually out every, I've been doing it every Tuesday now consistently, which has been nice. Um, so at American Negro underscore on Twitter, that's usually where I live most of the time. Dear Redding is stylized as Dear RDG across all platforms. You can catch us there. Um, yeah, and Dear Redding, we have in our comeback episode. So yeah. yeah. In minutes. In minutes. In minutes. In minutes. Yes. Coming up next. Right. Coming here. Coming up next. In a <laughs> yeah. different on on a different platform. Yeah, definitely. Fact. So thanks so, for having us. Yeah, of course. We're gonna drop that all in the show notes and well with our our social media handles because never remember those. I'd be having to do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Usually they're typed up and I did not type them up in front of yeah, me. Yeah, like today. dear writing, I have just like the copy and paste thing to put like everybody's thing. Yep. And like for my own, I'm just like, I know I need to do these things, but I don't do these things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, check them out on the show notes. Thank you for joining us. Um, 
yeah, we're, we're if you want to help out the podcast, we have the Patreon. You could always uh, subscribe to that. But we're also running our Kickstarter currently to get us to Fresh Fest Beer Fest, which is the nation's first black beer festival. It's the third annual. Uh, they've had amazing panelists and uh, speakers like Garrett Oliver from Brooklyn Brewer, uh, Brewing Company. Uh, and they've had the, like the chair of the diversity board for, for the craft beer like world and the community. And it's just uh, really cool to see everybody from primarily it's the U.S. I don't know. Yeah. Has it really like broken out into other countries like coming in yet? But it's really cool to see that beer community from like Chicago, Atlanta, California, all over the place kind of just like converge into one location so we're doing our kickstarter we've raised about 400 dollars at this point which is like a one-third of the way there to, to, to our goal so we're we're doing well but we could always use your support we'll leave a link for that in the bio as well but until next time peace